Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the Player Chats podcast, brought to you in partnership with the International Floorball Federation and the Social Media Ambassador Program. Tyler Brush back here again as your host today with the guest of Anna Marasso. She's the captain of the Italian national team and a huge contributor to her local club, the SHC Fire Lions, in her home country of Italy. She tells us a little bit what the Italian floorball scene looks like, how the sense of community and floorball motivates her to keep getting better every year, and I even put her on the spot and make her give a prediction for the next time or the first time we'll see the Italian women's team qualify for the World Floorball Championships. You do not want to miss this. Enjoy our conversation with Anna Marasso. Here we go. So, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. Thanks for having me here. How oh, are absolutely. you? Absolutely, I'm great. I'm great. I'm in uh, the Czech Republic right now, training. So, spent the past week being a little crazy, but I think I'm finally on the time and uh, ready to go here. So, I'm glad we can connect and have a chat here. So, let's start off. Why don't you just kind of give a quick little bio, and kind of introduce yourself, kind of how you got involved in the sport. Um, and then as we progress, we'll all jump in with other questions, but let's start with that. All right. Um, I first met Floorball in 2013. Um, I mean, that's the moment in which I got invited to try the sport. And a friend of mine told me, uh, just come, it's going to be nice to the team is fun the team is very cool have a try and so finally I went I had a try and I liked it so the next year I officially joined the team the local team which is ASD SHC uh, Fire Lions Serenissima and it's a team based near uh, the city of Venice do all of those letters stand for something <laughs> yes they do is it in italian though yes okay we are. I, I can i can tell but yeah say it let's let's hear okay so shc stands for uh salibandi hockey t uh, hockey club Sorry. okay and asd is associazione sportiva dilettantistica which is uh not uh like professional sport it's an amateur association of people yeah yeah okay yeah i i, I never would have been able to uh understand or guess what all those stood for but <laughs> thank you for breaking that down for me <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> okay so your friend convinced you to come out and try it did you was it just a training or a practice you went to first or was it like a drop-in thing or yeah, it, it was a practice, actually. So she told me, just bring some indoor shoes and uh, we will give you a stick and yeah, and have at it's it. going to be fun. <laughs> so yeah. and was it an, basics. <laughs> yeah. And was it an instant, like you loved it right away? Or like, what did you notice right away about it that maybe was different from other sports? 
oh yeah um well the first thing i noticed is it was like i, I don't know how to do anything what am i doing here yeah. <laughs> but after a while um it got better and uh, the team was very helpful so mm -hmm. they explained everything so this is how you pass the ball this is how you uh, run with the ball this is how you shoot so it took a while but it was yeah. worth it <laughs> yeah absolutely um what what did you had you played any other sports in your past in the background like did you notice anything that was strangely different about floorball or a lot of similarities to certain sport you played before or uh well first of all floorball was um, my first team sport so in the past i practiced individual sports okay um for example let's say tennis yep or skiing so i wasn't new to you know having special kind of equipment like a racket or a stick mm -hmm. but of course the whole movement was different so it was like learning from zero anyway uh yeah the point is that i was not really used to team sports so there was a lot suddenly a lot of people on the field running everywhere so and i'm like yeah, and I guess coming from a, if you have a tennis background, like at the most, you're going to have one teammate if you play doubles. Yeah, right. and you, you, you stay in your own court mm -hmm. while in floorball, you have to enter in contact with uh, teammates, opponents, so. Sure, and it's just almost yeah. chaotic at that point if you're coming from tennis to floorball when you're first trying to figure yeah, it out, that's, right? Yeah, that's the right word, mm, chaotic. Chaotic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a good way, in a good way. Um, yeah. Okay, so you enjoyed it. You started to get the hang of it as you were going along. And, and then uh, you said about a year later, you started playing for your club. Yes. And what um, does the league, or what does, like, I, I personally, I don't know anything about Italian floorball, and I'm sure a lot of people won't. So can you give us a basic idea of, like, what the structure is like in Italy? Like, how many clubs and what divisions mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff for us? Okay. Um, there are currently about 35 clubs in Italy and they are in many different regions. We have uh, one main championship, which is like the A series, let's say, and it is nationally played. That means that you have to move through the regions in order to uh, play matches. And there are usually about uh, 10 teams in that. Um, then we have another, let's say, national championship, which is the female national championship. We have an under 19 category that is also nationally played. And then we have, let's say, regional tournaments. That is to say, um, one can be in Lombardia, one can be in Lazio and um yeah so you you have many different um let's say uh steps so you first play regionally and then you go on and you play against teams from other regions so it's pretty various actually so we have this then we have some small field competitions 
So three against three plus goalkeepers. Mm, we have special tournaments such as Coppa Italia, which is yeah something extra that is also good uh, to play. So yeah, along the year, there are many occasions uh, that one can, can use to, to go and play. Um, the main championship is um, almost an all-male championship, but uh, women can play. So I've played in that with my team. So you have a male team plus usually three or four girls or women. If they want to, they can take part in that. Sure, yeah, okay. Series, so. Okay. Yeah, and those are... Um... So you have to win your region before you can move on to the national championship or can any team enter the national championship? It depends, it depends on the series. Usually when you have these steps, uh, um, the regional one, yes, you have to win the regional one and then move on with the national one. Okay. But uh, in the A series, the one with 10 teams, uh, those are the teams that enter at the beginning of the sports year and they stay there. And then they go to playoffs among them. Yeah. Okay. So they're set every year in those A division um, mm -hmm. categories. Okay. What? Uh, so your club, the SHC Lions. Um, almost. Almost. Okay. Close. Um, Fire what, Lions. Fire Lions. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought I had to correct the SHC, but that part was correct. SHC Fire Lions. Okay. Um, what? what categories does your club include? Like, do you have a, a woman and a male and a kids or a... Okay. Um, in the past years, we took part in the A-Series, then um, in the Coppa Italia tournament, in the small field tournaments, uh, we had a female team. Now we are not so many, so we usually merge with other teams and form one female team and then we can compete. Uh, we have an under 19 category, and this is pretty new. It's a good thing. Uh, despite the COVID situation, we managed to um, bring a lot of young players in the club, and they are quite interested in going on with the championship. So from this year on, we'll be competing also in the under 19 category. And that's a big step for our club. Absolutely. That's awesome. And the under 19 for both women's and men? Yes. Within your club? Yeah. So you have a male, mm -hmm. female, adult, and then U19 in both as well. Yes. Yes. The under 19 is mixed. Yes. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's great. Cause then you can have a development point too, right? If you get the kids interested when they're under 19, then they'll move into the adult teams, uh, hopefully mm -hmm. moving forward. So what kind of competition is there? Like for instance, in Canada, hockey is one of the main sports um, and then soccer or European football is another big one that floorball has to compete with. So what kind of sports in Italy, I would assume football is a big one, but what other kind of sports do you see as like a, a battle where floorball has to kind of win the players over? Okay. Well, I can tell you that locally we're battling <laughs> with volleyball, which is very popular around here. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. And then basketball as well. Um, there are a variety of other sports such as martial arts or tennis. 
Mm -hmm. um, swimming. These are the main ones. So. Yeah, but but football or sorry, not football, uh, volleyball and basketball are the, in your local scene in the local club. That's the biggest uh, competition you have. Do you think? Yeah, they're the biggest realities around here. Yes, they they are plenty of uh, youth categories and uh, also in schools they have they have uh, very big programs. So mm. we're trying to do the same. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. We'll make it. Yeah. Well, it's such a new, well, how long has the sport been in Italy? Do you know offhand? Um, the federation was born in 2000, more or less. Okay. Yes, in year 2000. So just, just over 20 years. So my club is 10 years old. For oh, example. Okay. So it's yeah. 10 years of being here in this region. And we were the, the only ones basically at the very beginning. So it was something really new and people were kind of attracted to it because it was something they were unfamiliar with, but it looked fun. And we had a lot of people coming from football, for example, because um, let's say the movements on the field are similar to the ones that you, uh, that you do while you play um, floorball. Mm -hmm. Even some of the tactic involved is similar to the football one. So, plus you have a stick, which is something new and uh, and fun to try. Yeah, a little more. And at the rules too. I like when I first was introduced to the sport, I saw a lot of football rules kind of implemented into floorball with the free hits and the out of bounds and that kind of yes. stuff. So, that might be an easier transition for them. Um, okay, mm -hmm. if we transition from your clubs, so you've been playing with your club for a while, and you are also on the women's national team. So how did that kind of progress? So you started out just going to a, a practice with your friend because she convinced you to come. A year later, you're playing for the club. And then how does that progress into being on the national team? Uh, I started, let's say, joining the national team meetings a couple of years after my first training because there were all good chances to learn, good opportunities to learn more. And I wanted to learn more and meet women, girls that were also interested in the same sport. So it was also a desire to be part of a community. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I must say that in the past there were moments in which uh, a sports person is maybe less motivated than before, but the, the national team is what gave me motivation to go on. Sure. I felt and to get I, I felt at home. Yes, I felt at home when I went to the meetings. So. Oh, right away too. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Okay, and then so you go to the meetings, and then I'm assuming there's some sort of training or practices or tryout or. Yes, there are friendly matches against um, teams that come from Switzerland, for example, which is very close. So these are also good opportunities to learn. Um, and then after a while, uh, when the World Championship qualifications come, mm -hmm. there is a selection and the team gets selected and then goes uh, to play the qualification rounds. For example, let's say in 2019, I went to Dansk in Poland 
okay. for the qualification rounds with Team Italy. And uh, along the year, there are other meetings which are um, friendly matches against other national teams. For example, um, we played against France in May. The men's team played against Austria this weekend, this past weekend. And these are all good chances, especially after COVID times, to meet again, to get back to the game, uh, to, to get back into the game, actually, to, to get back the old feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think international matches are a good chance to develop the national team because you often play against um, other nations that are maybe at your same level or slightly stronger and that's when you learn more so this is a thing that I would like to do again in the future <laughs> and the next national meeting for example is going to be in Switzerland in October and that will be one of these chances. So, oh, and will to you guys more? Will you guys play a, a friendly match in Switzerland against anyone or um, against two local teams? Okay. And we will be in Winterthur near Zurich. So, okay. Yeah. That's cool. And I like that... the part you said. Uh... Oh, I'm blanking here. What was I just going to say? <laughs> Oh, how the national team, when you go and play in qualifications or World Cups, and then, um, you know, if you play someone a little bit, a team a little bit better than you, then it's good training for the national team. And then I would even go one step further, like in Canada, a lot of our guys don't get to experience European floorball a lot. So when they go to Worlds and they see the much bigger scheme and how bigger uh, landscape it's on, they get very excited and they come back to their clubs and they're more excited and more motivated to grow the sport yeah. locally in our country. So is it much of the same in Italy, mm -hmm. I would assume? Yeah. When you go and play, you bring back experience to the national team and to your club also. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool. And what, so what countries are within your qualification area so is switzerland one of them because you're so close or <laughs> okay so um we were supposed to have our qualification rounds in may but then they got cancelled due to covid reasons i can tell that uh, we were supposed to play against switzerland poland norway hungary and france so as <laughs> you see there are many different levels in the same place. And uh, in a qualification round, of course, the, the best three qualify and then they look for the best fourth among all the rounds, so. Oh, okay. So then what, how do you guys usually fare against, like I would assume Switzerland does quite well and Poland probably does quite well. Yes. But are you uh, able to, play good games against like France for instance or Hungary or like how do you guys usually end up what place do you usually finish okay well in May we won against France in a challenge of friendly matches so uh, well that's awesome yeah yes it is <laughs> then Hungary 
is actually a good opponent because it's um, very close to us in the ranking. So it's like a couple of steps up from our position in the ranking. So Sure, yeah. And uh, then, of course, Norway, Poland, and Switzerland are up. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have a little more experience playing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Some of our players are going to Switzerland for this upcoming sports year oh. to play there and get some experience. Some others are going to Sweden. So there's a lot of movement in these days. Yeah, especially after, as I said, the past year where everything here was uh, locked, everything. Yeah, locked down and shut down. Yeah, it yeah, makes yes. it it makes it even harder to develop local mm -hmm. talent and local clubs. So, um, okay, what I'm going to put you on the spot with a prediction here. How long do you think until the Italian women's team will qualify for the world championships? If you could put, you don't have to get specific on me, but give me like a timeline. One year, two years, 25 years, like. <laughs> uh, let's say the next qualification round, oh. which will be in 2023. Okay, so in two years or a little bit less than two yes. years. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like the confidence. And this is coming from the national team captain because you are the captain, correct? <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, that's like I put you on the spot and you have a big prediction right here. But um, congratulations on the captaincy, of course. How did that, how long were you playing on the team before that came around? Um, let's say, well, my first national meeting was in 2016. And I got nominated in July. Of this past year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, so very quickly. Uh, great for a good job for you. Congratulations again. Um, let's transition a little bit more into because now that we know in 2023 you're going to be at the World Championships because the this is what Anna has told us just now. But so let's talk a little bit more about the sport internationally. Like, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you aside from? qualifications have you been able to travel yourself into different countries and play in tournaments or with other clubs or even if it's just you know training with the club for a couple a couple trainings um well my club took part in several editions of the czech open tournament in prague so uh, we went there several years for um, like several summers and that was the first time in which um i had a look at international floorball It was a very good experience. The, uh, the first one I took part in was in 2016, yes. And uh, yeah, it, it was a good chance to play um, against international teams, local teams, I mean, Czech teams uh, from different age groups, different backgrounds. And then there was this fantastic opportunity to watch games with clubs that mm. were coming from Sweden and uh, Switzerland, Finland. So, yeah, 
it was a it was a revelation for me and from that year on every summer uh, i contacted the other girls from other teams in italy and we made up a mixed team and then we went to play so uh, with girls and women from many different clubs in italy hmm. so we were we were basically representing italy in there yeah unofficially <laughs> yeah what uh and, so within the qualifications like that experience and then experience like you said in Prague there what like if what is something that you think that the Italian Federation you guys need to improve from a playing aspect like was there something where the first tournament and um at the Czech Open there you thought wow these guys these teams are really good at this specific part of the game and we need to get better at it uh well there are many aspects that we can improve. Um, of course, the moment in which you play against such a team is the moment in which you actually experience and learn in in the very in the very occasion. Sure. Yeah. Then you you go back and you think about it and you say, okay, um, how can I how can I be like that team? What, what can we do and what, what have we seen? So uh, after the last Czech Open, I remember we discussed a little bit about uh, actions, tactics, what, how, how, how are they bringing the ball forward? How are they behaving in defense? Uh, even the attitude, you know? So there are many different aspects that uh, catch your eye while you're watching or playing in a game like that. And uh, so from that moment on, you can try to work on tactics mainly. And every one of us usually try to uh, come up with different exercises that can be applied in our trainings and we usually discuss a little bit together and then okay let's try to do it let's see how it goes we can do it fantastic we cannot do it it's okay we can we can practice with an easier version and then make the next step so of course you get impressed with all that you see, for example, in Prague in a Czech Open tournament. And it is both a revelation and a reality check for, for you and your club. Then, yeah, then you go home and you try to make the best out of the experience. Yeah, I think that's well put. And you can, like a lot of these things, like for instance, when the, our national team goes to Worlds, someone who's coming for the first time a lot of these things when it comes to like strength or fitness or you know ball handling or shooting those things of course we're far behind on but those things are easy to to fix I guess because you just work on your individual training but the tactic mm -hmm. side of it is something that I think is really important because these these countries and these teams have been trial and airing these different tactics and zone systems and everything for years and years and us as in Canada and yourself as in Italy haven't had quite as much time to figure it all out so if we can learn from them 
and take these smart tactics and, and advantages and take them back to our countries. I think it's a smart way to go to help develop more quickly. So I think that's mm -hmm. a good point. Yeah, I agree. And another thing that I think about often is, um, okay, they have done uh, the big part of the work. So I, I feel privileged in watching those games because yeah, I'm, I'm learning by watching them. So uh that that's a good point and another good point was what you said about yeah the physical training and etc etc and i agree i mean uh you can physically train yourself to be better but you i think you need to know why you're doing it that is okay if you um if you manage to train and get faster or uh, get stronger, then you think, okay, so I do that so that I can later, I don't know, get first on the ball, for example. I can, I can win the ball. Um, I think it's important to, uh, to keep an eye on that when you deal with your own, um, let's say, objectives uh, when you train. So I think you need to know why you do that and why it's going to be useful for you. Because let's say it, I don't like barpies, for example, but no. I know that they are, <laughs> everyone hates barpies. Oh, they're <laughs> the worst, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree. But, you, need, you need a purpose and a, a reason to do something. You don't just do something arbitrarily. So, and even in the scenario, like you're saying, if you go to a qualifications against, and you're playing Switzerland and you notice that you're losing battles to the ball then that's a mental note and you go back and now that's your motivation to get better in that area so it's a very good point um okay i'm going to finish up with one more question and then the floor is open to you if you have any questions for me but i think you already kind of answered it um my question so i'll just tell you what i think your answer is going to be but i i like to ask people what is it about floorball that you enjoy and keeps bringing you back that maybe isn't specific to the sport but i think you kind of already answered that that the reason you went out with the women's national team was because you were looking for a sense of community and kind of confidence and that gave that to you so did i answer the question for you correctly <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and you have found that correct like you found a great sense of community and and friends and confidence in yourself and in your game and all that kind of stuff right yeah especially in this past year uh, we all faced our issues with COVID and uh, there were many hardships. Even the fact of, you know, getting to know the qualification round got cancelled. You're like, mm -hmm. okay, I've been training for months and months and months and then this happens. How, what, what, what do you do? And that's the point in which you start to, um, you know, make phone calls and say, why don't we meet on Zoom and have a, pra a practice session, like a physical training at home or something like that. Even ball control exercises at home on the carpet. My mm -hmm. neighbor hates me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
it's uh, it's it's just that. I mean, when you are in hard times, you see uh, you see the people that uh, care about that, and so you come up with ideas, you come up with solutions or temporary solutions, uh, just to meet with them, just to uh, keep up the spirit, to you know continue the work that the team um, has been doing together and that brings you to be even more motivated when the time comes and everything goes back to normal more or less more or less yeah no I agree and that's a good point because that community feeling is what keeps you motivated but also like as humans we're meant to interact with other humans and this past year has been tough for everyone around the world. So if you can keep that sense of community and if it's centered around a sport like floorball, then all the better. So, um, okay. I lied. I have one more question. Um, <laughs> if what is one way, and I like to ask this question too, to all the guests, because everyone's coming from a different part of the world, a different scenario, different club. If you were handed the ticket to say, this is one thing that we need to do to to help improve the sport to grow quickly or to be able to compete against other sports or what have you, what's one thing? Is it a, do you think there's a rule change that might be, we should look at um, a way that we're promoting it or what do you think is one way that you would, if you were the president, you'd say, Hey, let's try doing this and see how it works. Um, you mentioned it. I would go with a promotion, the way in which we are promoting floorball. I would probably try to build um, something uh, in terms of programs that can be offered in schools. I think that's the main thing. So to introduce the, to introduce the sport uh, at an early age, because I see that I started playing quite late, actually, in my life. And sometimes I wonder, what if I... What if I were, I don't know, 15, the first time I, I tried floorball, but I'm not, so <laughs> I was not. So. But you know, uh, the earlier you come in contact with the sport, uh, the more you can do in the future, the more you can develop. Um, so I think that's the main point. We are trying to do that as a federation, even in the next four years, we will be um, tailoring programs, um, especially for young players and girls in schools. Oh, perfect. So yes, that's what I wanted to do when I became a candidate as an athlete's representative in the Italian Federation, so. Yeah. No, that's, that's a very good point too. You get it, get the stick in their hand early and show them the sense of community and confidence that can come from it. And then see where it goes and, from and there. You, and, you, and you hope they don't kill each other with this. Well, yeah, but if a couple, usually... yeah, a couple black eyes, it's okay. It builds character. Uh, okay. That's pretty much it from my end. Did you have anything, any question for me before we close up here? Maybe you learned something about floorball in Canada or I don't know. Uh, yeah, I have a question for you. 
um, and it's about your coaching career. Oh, okay. Uh, I would like I would like you to tell me a piece of advice for someone who would like to become a coach. Uh, that's a great question. Um, and like I can speak into relation in Canada, you you just have to reach out to the federation and say I'd like to coach. Where do I where do I sign up? But um, <laughs> uh, no, it's probably best to to play the sport at least for a little while, even if it's at the recreational level, um, because then it's one thing to sit and watch the sport. You can learn, sure. But like you said before, you learn the most when you're in that moment and in the scenario and you realize how difficult some things are, how easy some things are. So when you do become a coach, you understand what can and can't be done with the players. So yeah, I would recommend playing and then watching a lot of film. Um, that's kind of helped me kind of progress, but um, yeah, that was an excellent question. <laughs> Thank you. Mind I'm taking notes on this. Are you? Yeah. Okay. For, for your potential podcast or just for you to become a coach? The second one. The second one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would also recommend starting a podcast because then you can meet new people and then you can coach them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, I appreciate all the taking your time out of your day to chat with me here. Best of luck with everything moving forward and hopefully in 2023 i will turn on youtube and i will see the italian team playing in the world floorball championships and of course you and you will probably score the winning goal in the gold medal game you heard it here first <laughs> okay then i'll do that no problem yeah. no pressure at all no 18 months <laughs> to get it done no no pressure Right. So thank you for having me here. It was very nice. And best of luck with your season in Czech Republic. Thank you very much. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Hope you're a better player because of it, and you learned a couple things along the way. This podcast is for the players and about the players, so if you have any suggestions on who should be on here, any guests that you would recommend, or any questions you'd love to have answered, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out through email, Instagram, or send me a voice message over the streaming service you're listening to this to. Until then, guys, keep on training, having fun, and we'll see you next time.